But here's the thing, man. When, whenever the cops gun down an innocent black man, they always say the same things, man. They always say the same thing. It's like, well, it's not most cops. It's just a few bad apples. It's just a few bad apples. Bad apple. That's a lovely name for murderer. It's like, how'd they get that one? Bad apple. That almost sounds nice. I mean, I've had a bad apple. It was tart, but it didn't choke me out. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Joanne, a.k.a. Lipshits, off of Chicago, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's got you thinking about Chicago? Uh, I was thinking about my dog, because her name's Roxy, oh, and that yeah. was a character on the show, yeah. and then I was thinking about the rest of them. Okay, cute, cute. Well, um... Also, Cicero is a close second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're like, Cicero! <laughs> Anyways. Well, before uh, we get started, I did just want to say we work really hard um, to put content out and to, you know, kind of help give maybe some relief to some people. So while there's a lot of heaviness going on, of course, there's a lot of topics, you know, we can't really avoid, but we do put in an effort to try to keep things a little light because sometimes we need an escape. So I just didn't want anybody to feel like we were not, you know, addressing issues. But, you know, you get it. So, anywho, yeah. Doyen, what's going on and what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, so what's going on? I will take a second to be personal with y'all. Yes. So I had a friend break up and... The reasons why are valid and I stand in my truth, but at the same time, it doesn't stop you from grieving right. a loss of a person. That's right. And so, usually, you know, I like to scoot stuff under the rug, <laughs> but uh, I really tried to just think through and write through it and figure out what it means for to me, um, as well as how I can apply these with future friendships and kind of avoid patterns that... I kind of fell into so yeah that's what I've been doing um trying to be a better person one decision at a time um <laughs> but on the bright side uh so HBO Max is now a thing and so I've yes. been watching a lot of anime because <laughs> the Studio Ghibli movies are on there and before you could rent it anywhere you had to buy the movies and so some of the movies are like my age but it's like the genesis of like popular anime for Americans. Right. Um, so I've been watching a lot of that. Um, please let me know when you're ready to watch Harry Potter. Because <laughs> it's I'm, all on there too. <laughs> I am ready whenever you're ready because I've been um, I, every night. But see, you know, I wait so late before I start to do things. Now that I've mm -hmm. finished reading the series, I'm like, I really need to go back and rewatch the um fantastic beast movies because i watched mm -hmm. though so you know i purposely avoided all of the harry potter movies you know until i read each book but mm -hmm. fantastic beast when they first came out um i remember 
asking Devin, like, can I watch these without any book interference? And she was like, yeah. And it was fine. I did enjoy them. We actually went to see the second one together. It was a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. But now that I've completed the book and I've learned a little bit more about, you know, um, Grindelwald and I, I just, there's, there's some things now that I can better put together. So I am, I want to go back and watch Fantastic Beasts now that I have a little more background information. And this actually makes me really excited because the Fantastic Beasts franchise isn't done. There are more movies Mm -hmm. planned to come out. So it makes me a little excited about them because I'm really interested now in, you know, how did this all start and like a lot of the background information. So, yeah, I am down whenever you're down. Are we gonna After the second Fantastic Beast movie, I watched a lot of things on YouTube about the inaccuracies. So I don't even really think of it as a prequel. I think it's just Well, um, I don't think I don't JK Rowling reaching for the stars. Now. I don't think it was designed to be a prequel. Um because yeah. that was my thing. If it was, I wasn't gonna watch it. And and she told me at the time, no, like it's it's that's not what it's designed to be. So I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. But just mentioning people that I didn't get their importance, I didn't see the connection. So now yeah. that I have a little more background knowledge, it's nice to go back and see. I know who that person is. I know who that's supposed yeah. to be. So that was why I want to go back and do it, and why I'm kind of excited about that. And I was going to ask you, do you want to start those before the Harry Potter movie? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm ready when you're ready. Are we gonna Are we gonna read Cursed Child? Oh, girl, no. Okay, don't read okay. it. Okay, I read it. Don't read it. Oh, okay, <laughs> don't read it. <laughs> Just in case if you didn't hear me, don't read okay, it. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm not gonna worry about it. Okay, okay, okay. But yes, continue with your goings on. When you're ready for Harry Potter, I'm ready. Okay. Well, so tonight, I really didn't know what I wanted to make. So I opened my fridge and I saw some blackberries and I was like, ooh, I can make a blackberry fizz. Luckily, I live above like a small market area. So (laughs) I was like, what I need for blackberry fizz? I had simple syrup. I didn't have club sodas. I just ran downstairs and grabbed some. And then I just poured whiskey to my heart's content and topped it with a little fizz. gets old uh, <laughs> speaking of I tried the I think it's Canadian dry the bold I don't like it the bold what? the bold it's Canadian dry bold ginger ale I don't like it uh-huh. it I don't know if I would like that either I thought it was going to <sighs> you know Canadian dry doesn't have the punch that like a Schweppes has, you know? So I mm-hmm. thought it was going to have more of that punch and it doesn't. But what it does do, like when you first taste it, it just tastes like regular old Canadian dry. But what it does do is, you know how when you put too much ginger in something and it burns your throat a little bit, it gives you that after yeah. effect. So you don't get the, you don't That's get the I bonus flavor. Was. You just get the after effect. And I don't like that. Oh, I guess I assumed it'd be more ginger. Yeah, I, and it it is more ginger. But what? Ugh. Get your words together, Chris. Uh, but that's just the thing. <laughs> it's not more ginger flavor. 
You know, like when you drink a Swips, I'm a Swips girl, I love it. When you drink a Swips, like you can taste the ginger. Like you mm. feel the ginger love. Or like ginger beer even. Like mm. when you drink it, you taste ginger. This, mm-hmm. the taste is still kind of flat, but then it gives you that punch in the back of your throat. So it's for nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. just awful. That, that punch is so rude. That's why it's we don't so do rude. meals on the podcast, y'all. <laughs> we ain't trying to choke on this podcast with y'all. Oh, it's so rude. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what oh. I've been up to. Go ahead. Lastly, I made my first charcuterie board yesterday, and it was so cute. <laughs> it was. It was cute. It really made me want some. <laughs> the highlight of my week. <laughs> I have never attempted to make my own charcuterie board. Um, but I love to eat them. <laughs> yeah. It, um, low-key Aldi was a plug for a lot of cheeses. I didn't realize Aldi was, Yes, like, it came up on that level. So, yeah. I have found, like, my niche with Aldi for certain things. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. definitely don't go there for, like, name brand processed foods. Just don't do it, because you're going to be disappointed. But cheese, <laughs> fresh fruit, fresh veggies, like... I've kind of found a niche for Aldi and, and things like that. and um, They have a really good bubbly rosé, bubbly canned rosé. Hmm. It's like maybe $5 for four of them. Hmm. I like it. So now I have <laughs> something else to try. <laughs> uh, I actually have never stepped foot inside of our Aldi. I just used the Instacart with them. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that. But anyway, that's what I've been up to, trying new... Um, ginger ales that weren't any good (laughs) and again just trying to keep myself sane trying to find um with everything that's going on i felt really heavy and weighed down so i've just Mm -hmm. been trying to find ways to escape i've really fallen back in love with pinterest i've pinned all (laughs) kinds of recipes and diy things and am i gonna try any of this stuff probably well actually i do try a lot of recipes off Pinterest but a lot of the mm-hmm. other stuff I probably won't do but anywho it's a nice safe medium a nice safe way for me to escape so tonight I am drinking <laughs> a blackberry gin and tonic so Doyen and I are just in sync wasn't on purpose <laughs> like we literally just discovered we were drinking you know kind of same thing Uh, well we not the same thing we both have blackberry I got a new blackberry uh, simple syrup in the mail, and I've just been adding it to everything. I added it to that god awful diet lemonade that I got, and so that helped it <laughs> out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, blackberry gin and tonic, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> it does sound great. I need to get me some blackberry syrup. Um, I got the okay, same so- brand that we got the um. Uh, the, the yeah, the lavender. So okay, I didn't. I like that brand. I didn't think this one didn't come with the pump, and I didn't think to order an extra pump. So mm-hmm. I just been pouring it, and I'm kind of heavy handed. So <laughs> <laughs> that's been fun. So we're going to move on to the reason for our podcast, insecure. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, before insecure, let me say about Killing Eve because we did have the season finale. And um, I just want to say that several times I wanted to cry. 
all this time, I thought that Constantine was Kenny's dad. Um, I love Carolyn. I'm glad I'm not her daughter, though. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen with even Villanelle. Like, are they are they really capable of staying away from each other? Okay, that's it. Now let's get down with the get down. <laughs> now I had to freaking read it or watch it because I need to know why they're into each other. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, um, so insecure. It's like they knew that we needed this mm-hmm. after the shitty week mm-hmm. that we had. Like I don't know how, but it was like divine intervention. Yeah. That we had this beautiful ass episode. To the point where like this week was so heavy and like I literally smiled the whole episode and it felt so good to smile again. Yeah. And then I watched it again today because it made me so happy. Like, I don't expect them to get back together just because, you know, he's about to move to San Francisco and all that. But it was good for this moment, and I enjoyed it for this moment. Yeah. I hope the fallout isn't that bad. And at first, I really wanted them to be together. But in the end, it seems like they're both content with whatever may happen. And that's all I asked for. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and they it was beautiful because they got together and they talked through their issues uh-huh. and it wasn't attacky it was they listened to each uh-huh. other um corona just kept trying to get in where she didn't fit in <laughs> why do y'all insist <laughs> chronicle could have just sat back <laughs> And let us enjoy the episode. But it was cool. Like, I understand. And it was, she even was the so way persistent. They worked, right. The way they worked through that still was just so healing. Yeah. He, she knew, like, Issa knew that um, Corbicue was <laughs> <laughs> trying to get at him. But she was like, I I want to stay here. Listen, Issa knew. And I, I thought that was so strong of her as a woman to not, like, not like try to make him guess what she wants to actually just yeah. speak up and be like, I want to stay with you tonight. Yeah. I really hope she did hop out and like maybe not while screening told the Lyft driver he can go because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Because they went straight to the sex and I'm like, <laughs> do you think the Lyft driver stayed? That was something I was like, he'd been gone. Yeah. He didn't stay and wait. He'd been gone. I mean, I, I'm asking, do you think he stayed even the five minutes that they asked for? Because I was like, he gone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's kind of like when on TV shows, they open the door and they don't close it. And I'm like, oh, Can y'all please God, close the door? that annoys me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the little details <laughs> that I'm like, but wait, before y'all fuck, can you tell the Lyft driver to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh. he, he needs to make money. <laughs> I just enjoyed, like, how awkward they were together. And it's like, y'all are really goofy and made for each other. It was just so sweet. It's awkward, but also, like, natural. Like, all the jokes that they had at each other. Like, Issa falling flat on her face to start. (laughs) It's like, all those jokes, uh, his little brat jokes. (laughs) And, yeah, he got me for a second. He got me for... Yeah, I gotta go. He got me for a second, too, girl. I was looking at the TV like... 
<laughs> my mouth was wide open, y'all. I was looking at the TV like, you got to yeah. be kidding me. I know he not finna go be with Condola. I know he not finna do this to Issa right now. Like, he really got me. <laughs> and then when he came back around the corner, like, brah, brah. <laughs> I'm like, they're not even funny, but I'm like, I'm glad that y'all find humor between each other. <laughs> oh, it was, um, it was so I want to cool. know what art. Go ahead. What? I want to know what art PC bought in the art wall because I don't think we ever we didn't, it. and I think that if, I think maybe it was meant to be like that. We were meant yeah. to not know what he bought. Mmm, mystery, because he bought the piece that Issa kind of liked, right? Yeah, he yeah. was like, "What about that one?" Mm. And I thought she was gonna be like, "Ooh, that's a Molly or something," but mm. they just didn't say anything, and then he bought it, and I'm like, mm. "I need to know." Please show me your arts. Ooh. Also, <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Natasha Rothwell, a.k.a. Kelly. She wrote this week's episode. And so um, maybe that's why it was so, like, breath of fresh air and, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, just calm and relaxing and funny because she's funny. You know, um, Issa is a Capricorn, and that explains so much about why she wants to stress me out on a regular basis. See, I don't know about any sign but my own. I don't study other signs. (laughs) So I don't know Uh, what Capricorns do. (laughs) They're emotionally manipulative. (laughs) Says the Cancer, who is also emotionally manipulative. Yes. I don't like people playing. They're actually like my sister sign, and I'm like, my sister's a Capricorn, and I'm like, Capricorns are stressful. I don't have time for it. <laughs> and she's like my closest sister, and I'm still like, Capricorns are special. I don't have time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, when she said she was a Capricorn, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> this is why you be doing this like you be doing this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this episode, I cannot stop raving about it. I'll probably watch it like every day this week because it is just like, healing <laughs> it was throughout all this stress. i've never been so excited about somebody else bumping uglies like <laughs> i was like yes 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 <laughs> yeah i was much excited about that. i don't know i just it was smiled. weird that her old work was like oh yeah we used to smash in front of his girl i was like <laughs> oh and then but you saw like her little like demeanor change then because at first she really wasn't paying them any attention she on her phone right. and just like uh we need to go <laughs> mazda mazda <laughs> was like we need to go <laughs> right it's like lord her name is Mazda for real but that's okay i'm sure there's mm-hmm. someone out there named Mazda for real i'm sure you're lovely but you know mazda and one last thing, I love that, like, Issa was like, here's what we gonna eat, and she took control. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's sexy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, the, and, oh, my favorite part, I think, of the whole night was when things were getting, like, during their conversation at dinner, things were getting a little mm, much, and Issa excuses herself to go to the restroom, tells him she needs another drink, and he's like, I'm gonna get the cheap stuff. She's like, I ain't gonna know no way. <laughs> And I'm like, yes, girl, me too. Like that first, the first couple of drinks, maybe even the first three drinks, I might do top shelf. But after that, it's like, mm -mm, just give me what you got. Give me what's on (laughs) the I, um, I thought it was weird that she moved from Prosecco with a little bit of whiskey to Prosecco with vodka. Girl, that's gross. That's gross. (laughs) Put that whiskey back in there. What's wrong with you? (laughs) That is change and growth. (laughs) 
Is it growth? <laughs> it is, if it's changed for her. <laughs> me active for me actively choosing clear liquor is growth because I love dark <laughs> liquor, but I know that I am trying to work on weight and being healthier. So for me, it's growth. So maybe Issa feel like, hey, it's growth. Mm, I'm just never gonna love the taste of vodka to put it in my prosecco. Maybe Jim. I mean, isn't that midsummer? Isn't that basically what Nouveau is? Isn't Nouveau like champagne and vodka? Don't contradict me. That's not what I asked. Oh, sorry. I was was just. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. This is me. I feel attacked. I I apologize sincerely. Let me make my YouTube video cry. <laughs> uh, now I gotta look up what's in this. My drink is strong. Like- I'm getting hot. <laughs> Need to. All this whiskey. And my closet doesn't have any vents. So mine doesn't I just either. have to catch whatever air I get. <laughs> I know. Mine doesn't either. <laughs> okay, so let's go here. Go on to our current events. I was about to say poor life events, but that ain't it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, same thing. Have we ever been this tipsy this early in the show? I don't know. I think I'm mostly hot. I like I'm drinking. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm that tipsy. Yeah. Yet. I don't feel tipsy, but I'm giggly and I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So congratulations to Mr. Harry Ascrack. <laughs> <laughs> So the governor of Mississippi, which fuck that nigga, um, no, sorry, fuck that white guy, um, <laughs> was reading the names of the graduates, and somebody had submitted the name Harry Ascrack. And it's funny in the video because he says it, and then you can see that he got himself. And it's like fuck, <laughs> they got me. <laughs> so my question was, did he not practice the names beforehand? Probably not. I mean, you know how names are, you know. So before, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do a list of names, I'm going to practice because names mm-hmm. can be tricky. It's like, you didn't practice mm-hmm. some names beforehand. Yeah, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, ass crack. <laughs> right. It was perfect. I actually heard it on my NPR um, game show that I listened to called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it. And I was like, oh, look at Mississippi making us proud. <laughs> The youth of Mississippi making us proud, really. I know, right? I thought it was somebody. Um, well, no, it would have been an adult because administrate—that's that's a list administrators submit through a system. So that makes it even funnier because it was a grown ass principal that put that name on there and sent it in. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That's how it works. Oh, so love it. You let you love to see you it. Love <laughs> to see it, okay. <laughs> Next up, um, so Good News Network is a place that I've been going to to avoid the rest of the world. <laughs> and so I very much recommend y'all to just check it out and see some great things. But this seven year old, um, his babysitter's prom was canceled because of coronavirus. So he planned a prom for his babysitter, and he had his cute little, like, three-piece Easter suit. <laughs> and I was just like, this is so cute. It was, cute. <laughs> it was really cute. And it was sweet. Yeah. So, 
It was adorable. I loved it so much. <laughs> um, next up. So Naomi Campbell, queen, uh, tells us that she wears lipsticks during her workout. She says it's good for self-esteem. And honestly, have a, uh, as being indoors, I'm not willing to do a full makeup most days. Because sometimes I'll put a lipstick on just because it's my business and I keep buying lipstick. And I should wear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I just got um, two lips from the lip bar. So yesterday I had purple lipstick on. No makeup. My face is greasy as fuck. But I had my lipstick on. <laughs> so a couple things. One, I even though I love Naomi and I absolutely think that um, this is like a beautiful thing to do. I used to get really irritated when I would see people at the gym with, like, makeup on or even lipstick on. Because, like, girl, what are you here to do? But, (laughs) but it does sound like a beautiful thing. And, I mean, I'm not going to start doing it, but I do think it's a great thing. And also, secondly, (laughs) you know, Granny is one of those people that feels like if you don't wear lipstick, you're not made up. And I'm new to lipstick. I've only really been wearing lipstick um, I started wearing lipstick when my cousin got married. Let's see. That was maybe like 2015, about 2015. And because she had all of us wear red lipstick. So my first introduction to real lipstick was a red lipstick. And I fell in love with wearing lipstick then. But before then, I would have like a fully made face and some gloss <laughs> because I just, I never, I just wasn't into lipstick like that. And granny would always say, you're not made up if you don't have on lipstick. And she, she's like you doing it. She feels like if nothing else, put on lipstick. You don't have to do all that to your face. You don't have to put on powder. You don't have to do anything but lipstick. So I thought that was cute. And I'm going to share that with her. I stand with granny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to share that with her, that she and Naomi have similar ideas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I think when I was younger, I wore lip gloss. But then, like, after a while, it's like, my lips are already big. I don't need to make them shiny. Um, so I used to be really into matte. And then I bought a Pat McGrath lip gloss and a couple color pop. And so, like, sometimes I wear that when I'm really not trying to do the most. But um, funny enough, on an Explorer picture on Instagram... Or a video. I saw this girl put it on a real cute lip. And then she added gloss on top of it. I'm like, girl, but the lip was cute. Anyways, I ended up buying the lipsticks that she wore. Because I was like, they're really cute. But I was like, I don't understand why you put a gloss on That annoys, that annoys <laughs> me so much. Like, I have a personal friend who, like, wore Ruby Woo and put Vaseline on top. And my insides screamed bloody murder. And I try my best to not, you know, because <laughs> I've learned. Judge people in their makeup right, journey. Like because, <laughs> because in all honesty, like I used to try to correct people with their makeup stuff. But in all honesty, mm-hmm. if you think you look good, what the, what the fuck else matters? Nothing. So <laughs> I try not to come for people, but my insides were dying. And I'm, and I'm sure I gave her one of those Chrissy Teigen smiles like. <laughs> Like my smile was melting because it was like no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because now she is the first face of Pat McGrath Labs. Which Pat McGrath, I love her. She's black. 
but her shit is expensive. So, like, I think I yeah. buy her lipstick for, like, $25. I mean, lip gloss for $25, which I would never pay for anybody else. Yeah, I've made but, concessions uh, <laughs> for her because she's black. Because I'm like, girl, right. come on now. Her shit is expensive. Sometimes I, get, sometimes <laughs> I actually get an attitude about it. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this next story, I was like, because we already had Naomi plan, but because... I feel like it'd be irresponsible for us to praise her for something and then ignore things that are probably a decrement. I don't know if that's a word. (laughs) (laughs) Of her. So, we're going to talk about Anonymous. Anonymous has been busy in the past 12 hours. Busy doing everything. (laughs) Canceling these student loans. That's all we ever asked them to do. Yet they still go and do other shit. Thank them for the shit that they do because it's still important. Okay, but damn. But, all we extra do yeah, is so, student loans. <laughs> first of all, um, they were showing people with personalities with Jeffrey Epstein's and his child trafficking network. So they listed Ivanka and Ivana Trump. Of course. Naomi Campbell. Chris Evans, the English TV host, not the beautiful Marvel actor. Thank you for clarifying. And Will Smith to name you. And I'm pretty sure they talk further about like the connection with actual Trump. Donald Trump. So are you saying and, um that they're that they're saying these are people that they know participated or these are people that were friends with him and they know have at least visited the place and just kinda hung out with him? Yeah, I think at the very least they went to visit his island. So they're at least people that hung out with him. Yeah. Okay. Um However, they do talk about Trump, and he went to that island, and he was probably... I'm pretty sure he participated. I'm pretty sure he's the reason why Epstein's dead, but go on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, He's also alleged to have a record on organized crime, uh, a reason given for why he's being blackmailed by Russia, a country that has all the necessary evidence against him. Hmm. Uh, They also hacked the Minneapolis police website. Uh, they hacked a Chicago police radio to, prenat- <laughs> to play Fuck the Police. <laughs> Amazing. And expose the royal family for having been involved with the Princess Diana murder. So, Anonymous uh, has been busy. <laughs> they ain't gonna hack us out of student loans, but they put, this, they put the truth out. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess. I hope it's the truth. I hope, I hope that they mm-hmm. are being, um, I hope they're doing their due diligence with the information that they put out because mm-hmm. that some of that is very, I hope they're doing their due diligence. But again, yeah. I think what matters most to me is that you clear these student loans. And I think that's what matters most to a lot of us because while truth is important, what happens in, <laughs> what happens with the Royal family and got shit to do with me. Like, I'm just saying, I get a wonderful so, kiki out of having the fuck the police play over the uh, police walkie-talkie system, but you know, I'm just saying. If you want to do some real Their damage, message is that the police keep arresting protesters instead of arresting the real criminals. Yes. And so more secrets will continue to come out. Well, that's They're not, not a gonna secret, hack but our student loans. Thank them. But nope, they're not. They're clearly not. They haven't done it in all this time, and that's all we've asked for. <laughs> but, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, they just kind of popped back up too because they've been kind of yeah, silent for a quiet. while. And so mm-hmm. I like that. I like that they're like, we ain't gone. We back. <laughs> and better than ever. So next up, um, I literally titled this and I, oop. <laughs> so Forbes just took away Kylie Jenner, Jenner's billionaire title and accused her of deceiving them about her net worth. <laughs> and I hate BuzzFeed most days because yeah. they just, their style of journalism is really annoying. Mm-hmm. And they fired um, Tracy, Tracy and Heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. think Heaven left. Well, Heaven yeah. got a new job. Yeah, she yeah. left and but went they to fired Tracy. somewhere else. Yeah, that's right. So fuck them. But this article did um, catch my eye. Um, so Forbes dropped a bombshell on everyone. They released an explosive report about Kylie's web of lies, claiming that the makeup mogul is actually not a billionaire and accused her of deceiving them, possibly with forged documents. And so, like, it's kind of weird because she was campaigning to get on the cover in 2016, and Forbes ignored it, and then two years later posted about it in 2018 and I'm like what made you decide that it was time to talk about her and then you come back and backtrack and be like oh we think she lied about her taxes and she didn't have that money (laughs) yeah like you could just ignored her and kept moving and not have to backtrack I mean first of all she shouldn't have been on there because if I am correct, the title was self-made. And so they really, right. calling her self-made beauty moguls, they really could have put our good sis Pat McGrath on the cover because she is a self-made mm-hmm. beauty mogul. Certainly, mm-hmm. if she's not worth a billion, she's probably close to a billion. But I hate mm-hmm. to side with Kylie on anything because it's Kylie. But she made one good point, and that is there is too much going on right now for us to care about who the fuck is a billionaire. Like, (laughs) it's like, okay, Forbes. I mean, I I do understand them wanting to correct something that they put out, because you should. Mm -hmm. But it was just kind of like, all right, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I am. The thing is, she said I can name a list of 100 things more important, but she doesn't. And so I'm glad I'm she not. didn't cuz <laughs> what I've learned with I mean, what I've learned with celebrities is honest, not that I like I mean, <laughs> I'm not a Kylie fan. But people who I'm fans of, I'm just learning more and more every day. The less you say the better. So it's probably better that she <laughs> didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it goes back to the fact that like I mean, Kim is about this life, but she's not even about that life. She's more about being portrayed as a white savior. <laughs> but I'm just Kylie. Like, no, oh, Kim. I was gonna say, well, what did Kylie do to save? Yeah, but I'm just like, okay. at the end of the day, you you don't care about all the things that are more important because you don't talk about it. So don't bring it up just because Forrest called you out on your shit. Like I, <laughs> myself, so how do you feel about that? Because I feel myself stuck. Like, because for some way, in some ways, I feel like, you know, you don't care because you aren't saying anything. And I'm not speaking specifically of Kylie. I'm speaking of just a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. at this time in general. But on the other hand, it's probably best that some of you don't say anything because, mm, you know. Yeah, I could see that. Even Kim, I have mixed feelings about her because 
Unfortunately, at the end of the day, we do need allies because people won't believe the words that we say all the time. And so we do need people who don't look like us to speak on our issues. But also, it's just Kim. and It's, just, it's hard for me to stand for her. <laughs> I mean, it's just so hard. <laughs> I think that's a conversation we can have another day, but as far as allies and all that. But with Kim, you know, she, because she try to portray herself as someone who cares about the culture you know she probably should say something but yeah. we know what's important to Kim and so you know it ain't no surprise we know what's important to her right um so next up somebody who was a great example of an ally was Billie Eilish and so she she gave us the apple notes statement (laughs) she did she said I've been trying to take this week to figure out a way to address this delicately I have an enormous platform and I try really hard to be respectful and take time to think through what I say and how I say it but holy fucking shit I'm just gonna start talking (laughs) if I hear one more white person say all lives matter one more fucking time I'm gonna lose my fucking mind will you shut the fuck up (laughs) up um, no one is saving, saying your life doesn't matter. No one is saying your life is not hard. No one is saying literally anything at all about you. All you motherfuckers do is find a way to make everything about yourself. This is not about you. Stop making everything about you. You're not in need. You're not in danger. Yeah. Billy is, and I think what I like most about, so I didn't see the actual post because I guess she did it on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it on Twitter. I, I mean, I saw someone tweeting about it on Twitter and I saw screenshots mm-hmm. on Twitter, but I follow her yeah. on Twitter as well. So that's what I mean by I didn't see it on Twitter. So anyway, what I like most about Billy, can I just slow down and talk right? Sure. What I love most about <laughs> Billie Eilish is that she spoke up, but she didn't just speak. She put action. She has donated to several of the... um uh bail funds and she's retweeted mm-hmm. that I mean she's retweeted the links and put that out and that is how you show because sure speaking up I mean we need action okay speaking on mm-hmm. my pain sure that's great but that doesn't help change what's hurting me and we speak yeah. on our pain and that has been ignored for years and now for decades, for centuries. And now we have video, which is still not helping get the message across. We don't really need more speaking, although speaking out is great. We need you. I don't need you speaking to me, I guess is what I'm saying. We need you to speak yeah. to your family members and that such thing, but putting in the work and that's what Billie Eilish did. And so that's what I love a lot about the way she handled it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I do set the bar very low for white people. So, like, when my, you know, friends, like, my white friends are talking about, what should I do? I'm like, at the very least, speak to your friends. Yeah. Don't just comment on my status about how this sucks. You post on your page about how this sucks. You know? (laughs) And that's the very least. And that's at least a starting point for many allies. And I've seen that this time around where a lot of people mm, I'll say more like Hispanic or other people of color but 
I've seen a lot of people actually start to speak up about it, and that makes me happy. Yeah, tell because tell your I mean, yeah, family members like right. <laughs> what you telling me for? You're right. telling me Abby, to don't tell me. You're telling me I'm to sorry. alleviate your guilt, and that yeah. is you making the situation about you. Like, yeah. do something. I'm sorry. It's still about you and not about righting the wrongs. And I get it. Like, I was yesterday. I listened to a sermon. Well, not a sermon. So basically, it was an interview with TD Jakes, and he was talking to probably a pastor of a very mixed church. But I'm just like. He had a lot of poignant points, but I think a big point, a starting point for somebody who's done nothing is to at least speak up on it and say, this is not right on your status and not mine. (laughs) (laughs) But alas. (laughs) Oh, speaking of T.D. Jakes, did you catch the verses? Oh, yes. I caught the very end of it, so I got to go watch it. But I also have the... um, the playlist of it yeah but uh when kirk was playing new music i was like nigga this is not what we had yeah i i caught the tail end as well because i forgot about it and i hate Mm -hmm. first of all don't play new music during verses and to be all to be completely honest we don't want to hear your new music at the concerts either like (laughs) 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 like if you go to a live concert we don't really want to hear your new music either. Like, we drunk. We just want to sing along and dance and have a good time. <laughs> but but uh, I, have, I listened to the playlist last night, and I got my whole life. So, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch like, it, too. It's, um, yeah. Actually, somebody tweeted a clip of uh, Tamala Mann when she came in to sing Take Me to the King. And I made it my pinned tweet because I literally sat there and watched it. Like, I can't tell you how many times I watched oh it. God. I mean, it's I like a two-minute... So oh, my God. It was just like... <laughs> like, Tamala is just... Uh, and wait. Just l- lay me, me t- on the throne. Let me you, <laughs> leave me here alone. Let me tell you how slow I am, okay? Don't y'all talk about me. First of all, I was raised in the church. I went to church every Sunday, every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday for choir practice, okay? I was raised in church. But... <laughs> Last night when I was listening to the playlist, why am I just now realizing that that's Tamala on uh, Now Behold the Lamb? When I heard the voice, I said, that's Tamala! Why all these years? And my right. and when I was like growing it, up, my choir, we sang Now Behold the Lamb. My church still yeah. probably sing it every Christmas. And I listen right. to old Kirk Franklin music all the time. Why am I just not putting together that that is Tamala's <laughs> voice? Oh, now behold a lamb. I feel so slow. I feel like, was it not on like a Tyler Perry thing? Okay, and I would have seen that how. Anyways, <laughs> done with you. Um, yeah, I, it was beautiful. It was like, we were having Sunday fun day. Drunk. And I was like, oh shit, we gotta turn to this. And I was like singing, and my friend was like, Listen, it may have been been you. I don't remember who it was, but I had a good friend tell me that it was perfectly fine that I was listening to gospel music while drinking wine one time because I felt bad. I was like, oh, wait, this probably shouldn't be happening. Jesus made water. I mean, that was the very first miracle. 
He said, drink a little wine for your stomach. Okay. <laughs> Take the part of going. <laughs> but no, um, I mean, God saved us knowing exactly who we were going to be. Knowing so, <laughs> exactly who we were going to be. Um, but yeah, I was, I was getting my life. I love me some Fred Hammond. I love me some Craig Franklin. Yes. I don't listen to his recent music. No. It's like, I'm not in that space me in my life anymore. Me neither. Listen, I mostly listen to gospel music from like the 90s mm-hmm. and the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, new stuff. That's not me. Uh-huh. That's, that's literally <laughs> what I do. I listen to, I even listen to like even older, but I, early, maybe what, some mid 2000s. Album, <laughs> that, that last. When the album cover has like all of their pores photoshopped out, I'm like, that's about to be good. <laughs> that <laughs> last. <blurry> shit. <laughs> the last album that Erica Campbell put out. Well, I don't know if it's the last one she put out, but the one where she had on like that white bodycon dress. <laughs> That's the that is the latest gospel album that I will play. <laughs> Everything else is before that. Yeah, nah, I appreciate Kirk Franklin because he does try to stick with like what's trendy. He does. I'm just not with what's trendy Me neither. anymore. Yeah, he does, and I like Kirk Franklin. Yeah. I like his spirit. Yeah. Um, I like how tiny he is. I just want to put him in my pocket. And yeah, I like Kirk Franklin. Hi, <laughs> tribute. I love Ty Tribbett, but I'm like, I don't ever want to be a part of a choir and the choir director's like, let's sing Ty Tribbett, because it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Tribbett is so hard to sing. <laughs> but alas. And I, I'm a big fan of Israel Houghton. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. Yeah, that was everything, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, next up. So, I read about this some on Facebook. Probably from BuzzFeed. But basically, this YouTube star, Mika Stauffer, she um, uh, adopted a kid from China, and she made a lot of content about that and got a lot of interest of it. Turns out her son was autistic. And so, as it got harder for her to raise him, they rehomed. Okay. And the weird thing about it is, like, she said he wanted this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. for a kid that's probably not even that verbal, I'm pretty sure he never said, I want to leave. And so, first of all, she's white. And her husband's white, and they have white kids. <laughs> and so, I just thought it was so heart wrenching that she did all this work to take this child from China. And then to give him away because she can't deal with his behavioral issues. Yeah. Um. So I think I first saw it on Twitter, and I dug in and read the story a while back, and it was just a lot of people seem to suspect that she. So I'm not gonna be nice and say rehome. I'm says she gave him away. Because she got pregnant again. And so, mm. because I, I think she had one other adopted child and then one, don't don't quote me on that, but she, they have mm. other kids. And I, I yeah. know that she's had a child before. And then I want to say another child was maybe adopted, but I'm not sure. But anyway, this last baby that she's had, you know, she carried and gave birth to. And so a lot of people mm. suspected that that was why was because it was just too much for her to handle. But 
the whole situation was just sad and awful. And, you know, for so long, she painted the picture like, you know, she was this proponent and this uh, representative of people uh, with disabilities and parents who have children with disabilities. And, you know, autism is a spectrum. So you can be very involved to not mm-hmm. very involved. Um, I'm not, I don't want to, anyway. So I'm not really sure where he was on that spectrum because I never saw. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't want to say how he was developmentally, but she made it seem like it was maybe just a few behavioral things like you said before. So she made mm-hmm. it seem like it wasn't, like it didn't require that much of her. Like it wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's too much to bear and he's mm-hmm. happy with this other family. And it's like, yeah. you know, I am not going to make a statement on, again, how involved the child was because I never saw. And while, uh, was he maybe three? How old was he? I don't remember. Three or four. He's four now. Four. Um, while he may not have verbalized, because I don't know many four-year-olds, period, disability or not, <laughs> three-year-olds, period, disability yeah. or not, who are going to verbalize, I want this. I guarantee you him being uh, autistic, he wants what he's familiar with. Any child wants what they're familiar with. So Mm -hmm. it was just really weird and sad. And I don't like her and her husband. Yeah. And you didn't have to go all the way over there and get that baby in the first place. Right. All that work. Yeah. It... I remember I read a book called Things Like People Like. That's hilarious. But um, part of it was like adopting a kid of another race. And so <laughs> I think about that anytime somebody adopts a kid of another Listen, race. Listen, it made me think. <laughs> the story is sad, but <laughs> but um, you ever watch the movie Baby Mama with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? It's like one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies. Like I watch it when I'm sad and I mm-hmm. want to feel happy. And so, you know, Tina yeah. Fey is wanting to adopt a baby. <laughs> And her mom goes, listen, whatever you do, don't adopt a black baby. And she's like, I'm just so tired of these celebrities. Like, look at me and my black baby. And it's like, yes, people, they do. They always like get these children like they're accessories and they're not. This is a whole person. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many kids in America that you could have adopted. Went all the way to China to adopt a kid. And, yeah, so, I mean, it was, so people are calling for YouTube to stop monetizing their videos, all, yeah. all the videos with uh, the kid in Which it. Which they and should. I, I agree. Yeah. Because, like, they really gained a huge following once they started talking about their adoption journey with him. Yeah. And so it's not fair that you just don't hand this kid off. Yeah. Um. That awful name Huxley, but anyways, <laughs> he gonna hand this kid off just because it's too much for you to deal yeah. with. And I'm like, yeah, they're they're holy trash. But I think also I kind of wonder like, for me as a person, am I completely? I uh, know 
um, completely placing fault because they are a white family going out of their way to adopt a family of another race yeah. and then giving them up. Yeah. And I know that I'm placing a lot of blanks on them. For yeah, that. I probably am too. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the thing about it is, you know, they monetized off of their journey to adopting a mm-hmm. child from a foreign country. And mm-hmm. then they monetize off of his disability as well. So it's mm-hmm. like a double whammy. Yeah. And then gave him away. And then gave him away. And I honestly, I don't know how to, I, first of all, I think that it's wrong because I think that mm-hmm. when you adopt a child, this isn't fostering. When you adopt a child, mm-hmm. that's your child. And you don't just yeah. give your kids away. So I do think mm-hmm. it's wrong. And I do think that they should, again, like you mentioned, YouTube should stop letting them monetize off of that. But yeah, I do sometimes feel... I know that when you adopt a child from a foreign country, especially, but even when you adopt a child here, to be truthful, you don't always get all of the background knowledge. So did mm-hmm. they know what they were getting into? Yeah. And did they know yeah, the issues like that the child may have had before they decided to adopt? But then my mind comes back to, yeah, but when you have a baby, you don't necessarily know what issues you're going to get mm-hmm. into. So when you decide, I want to be a parent, I think that's what comes with it. And I just don't yeah. think that it is ever okay to say, oh, this one's faulty. I want my change back. I want my money back. Take this one back. Yeah. Like, and I didn't even know you could rehome a child. Like, how does that, I didn't even know that was something yeah. you could do. I'm going to say that's because they adopted him from another country. Because yeah. I know there have been cases in the U.S. where people have tried to put their adopted, adopted kid back up for adoption because they got more than what they thought they were getting into. So I didn't even think that was mm-hmm. something you can do. I don't even, I whatever i whatever i just hope they go away her and her husband yeah <laughs> truth be told i i know dogs are not the same as kids but the love that you have for a dog is about the same as the love that you have for a kid and so when i first got roxy she bit me the first day and i was like this nigga is going back <laughs> but uh i had dropped her dropped her off at my friend just to see, like, she's better with, you know, dogs because she worked in shelters and stuff like that. Just to see if she was, like, you know, okay with being, like, rehabilitated. And she sent me a picture when I left of her waiting at the door for me. Oh like, well, shit. <laughs> so, I love her to death. Being her mom is not easy because she does have past trauma. And she does get territorial of her space but at the same time I love her and I'm going to deal with it despite (laughs) you know and so I just I don't understand this is just a dog this is not even a human so I don't understand not having getting a kid and not having that same result yeah I just I don't I don't get it you can't just I don't get it you can't just give your kid away because there's an issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, fuck her. Anyways. <laughs> and lastly, uh, our Florida man story. Um, 
So I feel like I titled this, uh, Y'all Said to Serve. But uh, Florida Man calls 911 multiple times asking deputies to bring him ice cream and liquor. And I don't think, once again, I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> I like his resolve, personally. <laughs> right. He's arrested after calling 911 multiple times. Uh, when authorities arrived at his apartment, he requested they take the toy bill he had placed on the couch and bring him to liquor. Once again, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the next day, because the first time he tried to give them $20 to give him liquor. So the next day, he called 911 and uh, he requested the deputies take him, bring him his ice cream that was in his freezer. Explaining that he can't get out of his recliner. <laughs> <laughs> so he's arrested for the misuse of 911. <gasps> but I just say, y'all said to protect and to, uh, to serve. Like, growing up, I thought I could call 911 when my tire was flat because I could call 911 once. And I was like, hey, y'all, my tire is flat. And they came over and helped me with my tire uh, twice. And so, like, I thought that was what I was supposed to do when my tire is flat. Um, Apparently that's not a thing. <laughs> I mean, where was your tire flat? Uh, one time it was over by Tuscaloosa. Another time it was like in the woods in Mississippi. Then that's so a, that's acceptable. A <laughs> that is acceptable. Like if it's at your house, then no. But like yeah. on the side of the road, because now, you know, you have to call. Well, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but around here, you can't call directly to the police station anymore. Or you can't yeah. call... Like, you have to call 911 in order to get the highway patrol or to get the police. So, you know. Yeah. They never answer that direct No, line. they never do. And, like, <laughs> <coughs> back when I had loud white neighbors, um, I used to call the police on them because they was loud and white. And mm-hmm. you can't, like, I, what stopped me from doing it, though, was because you when you had to start calling 911. Like, when I used to call the direct mm-hmm. line, I would call them, like, um, yes, my neighbors are loud, and uh, it's such and such clock, and I need y'all to come over here, whatever, whatever. But then, when mm-hmm. you had to start using 911, it's like, I'm not finna tie up 911 line because somebody loud, <laughs> even though they loud and white, but still. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. But what I really liked about this guy was, like, I mean... He gave him twenty dollars to go and do it. <laughs> right. It's and not he like was... he wanted him to do it on taxpayer dime. <laughs> right. He gave them money. Yeah. You know, Gables. He went to jail. <laughs> I'm just saying. All he wanted was some ice cream and some Jack Daniels. That's all he wanted. I mean, I don't know how much Jack Daniels and ice cream he was gonna give with twenty dollars, but you know. No. That twenty dollars was for the jack and ice cream was in his freezer. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you shot. I I don't fault this Florida man at all. I, as of late, we've had found Florida men that we are not against because <laughs> they don't put meth in their belly button. <laughs> oh, Lord, I still can't get over that. I don't even know how you make that happen. <laughs> uh. Alas, so we're going to move on because I've been drinking in watermelon. So <laughs> we're going to take a second and listen to our sponsors. Alrighty.
All right, and welcome back. I think what freaks me out most about everybody protesting is they're not social distancing. <laughs> and I think that that speaks to the dire situation. Like, I think that yeah. speaks to... Because who, who protests in the middle of a pandemic? But yeah. it's because we're and, dying yeah, I, and we're like... yeah. And it's not it's it. not this one thing. It's just everything has come to a head. And actually right. the whole pandemic probably adds to that pressure and that stress that has pushed it to that point, you know? Um, I saw some pictures where like people were like taping bottles of hand sanitizer to post. Um, some people mm-hmm. were passing out masks. So I like So they're trying to be safe, I, I hope that yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like protests um, are gonna happen, riots yeah. are gonna happen. It it just is what it is. You cannot continually push me, push me, push me, and think that I won't ever push back. But I pray yeah. that in our pushback, that we are doing the best we can to remain safe. And I appreciate those people who are doing things like putting up the hand sanitizer and you know distributing masks and things like that to kind of help out the situation. Yeah, and yeah, I saw a meme that was like, we so focused on racism, we forgot that was a pandemic. Right, right, because <laughs> I mean, shit. But, yeah, I, it's a push, like, again, the pastor that I, talk, uh, I listened to last week, or this past Sunday, he listed out all the names, and I was just like, oh, this is so fucking much, like, mm-hmm. the the trauma that we've been keeping in. And the fact that I was like, I was still waiting for like Sandra Bland and she's like towards the end of the list. Like, and Sandra Bland is the one that shook me the most. Yeah. Because she could have been me. Like, yeah, she could have been my friend. And, um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, I understand fully understand why people are out there protesting. Yeah. Because we're fucking fed up. Yeah. This has been, this trauma has been happening to us. For years yeah. at a time. Yeah. None of this, I think, I think one thing that frustrates me, and I think that frustrates a lot of black people, it's just that none of this is new. And yeah. like a lot of white people pretend like this is new. No, none of mm-hmm. this is new. This has been happening to yeah. us for decades, for centuries, but you never listen to us. Yeah. And social media mm-hmm. just happens to make the world a little bit smaller. So, yeah. And even that yeah. apparently doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that we have video footage now so that you see we're not exaggerating when you, we tell you that you are literally killing us. Yeah. Even yesterday, yesterday was the 99 year anniversary of the Black Wall Street mm-hmm. riots. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all complain about us burning down your target. Did you fucking kill 300 people in like two days? And you burn down a whole system, ecosystem. A whole town. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And black prevalence. Yeah. And this is something that is not really taught in schools. Um, Which brings me back to, you know, people often complain about when we have movies that, uh, you know, are centered around slavery or that are centered mm-hmm. around the struggle. And they're like, we should have movies that show um, black people in different light. All of this is possible, but I cannot tell you enough how important those slavery movies are, how important 
uh, movies are that are centered around, like I had heard about Black Wall Street. I knew what happened in Tulsa, mm-hmm. but I don't think I got like the full um, grasp of yeah. it until mm-hmm. um, watching um, uh, The Watchmen, which still is fictional, but still it's centered mm-hmm. around the events in Tulsa. And the thing is, this is not taught in school. And I am here to tell y'all that slavery has literally been reduced to indentured servitude in textbooks. So these types of things are important. So we have to tell the full story. No, our history does not begin with slavery, but we have to tell the full story. And the truth of the matter is, a lot of my education about Black history and about what we went through didn't come from school, but Mm -mm. that's my family everybody doesn't have the same and that's not knocking them either because I am a firm believer in, you know, as far as parents and families, a, you do what you know how to do and B you do it Mm -hmm. to the best of your ability. And sometimes that is merely surviving and teaching isn't always a part of surviving for some people. Yeah. So, and I will say, yeah, I grew up in, uh, white, Christian school. <laughs> and so I I remember I told my teacher I wanted to do a research paper on the civil rights movement. I think it was supposed to be five pages. I think I gave her 10 to 12 pages. <laughs> so I was just like, that, that was what I need to know. And so like, I, I definitely, as a black person, I don't, like, I give people grace because it is, there's so much shit that we don't even know. Right. Like, <laughs> I remember my friends was telling me that, like, like, probably more than every black woman was raped. And we, you know, in oh this my God, yeah. time of slavery. And I was like, everybody? Because I'm just like... <laughs> the Girl, even of, like, after. Everybody. I mean, I have, right. I have my I, own personal family story of that. Yeah. I look the way I... My mama, I mean, because... To me, I'm I'm a brown skinned girl, but my mama looks the way she looks. My mama's very fair. Mm-hmm. My granny is very fair with what people would call good hair. My great granddaddy, yeah. which is granny's dad, looks like an old white man. Like growing up, I thought he was white. Like we look the yeah. way we look because of rape. There was no yeah. there was no consensual relationships going on. Yeah. And that was I think a lot of people do look at me as like I am a Nigerian American, and so I do a, grasp a lot of my Nigerian heritage. But I do do a lot of work to understand what happened with yeah. Black people, yeah. like racism wise, and like and I still internalize a lot of that because at the end well, of the day, you can't help like, it if somebody cause... sees me. Right, exactly. if somebody sees me, exactly. they see me as a black person, exactly. and they don't see me as a Nigerian American. Exactly, like they don't care where I came from. Exactly, and so like I've always, to some extent, internalized that because at the end of the day, like we all black. Exactly, and we all are fighting this fight, and I am here for every. I I am I identify as black. Like exactly. I, because people see me as black, and I'm going to be black. And so I identify with the struggles of 
black Americans and the shit that they happen to. Speaking of, John Boyega been giving it up, okay? <laughs> I wish he would give it up to me. Girl, I love him so... I was already yeah. in love with him from Star Wars because he was so hot in Star Wars. And he was, like, quirky, but also, like, he could fight a little bit once he learned how. And it was like, he used to be a stormtrooper, yeah. so he's a former bad guy, so I really like that. But it's like... <laughs> John been like, wow. fuck that bullshit, okay? Yeah. And I think it's very much, like, as black people who grew up, like, even... Like I said, we're first-generation Americans, but growing up in this country, I think we identify deeper in the black cause than, like, people who just came over from Africa. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's just what it is. Yeah, if you grow but, up um, here, you know, it's going to be different because you grow yeah. up in it. And the thing with John and some of the other um, uh, foreign, like, blacks who aren't American... Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, is black exists in every nationality, every culture, um, Mm -hmm. black exists. And so black is always what's targeted and what's always Mm -hmm. like, um, I'm just forgetting all of my words, but black is what's always (laughs) treated as if it's bad. So it doesn't really matter where you live. I mean, we have a situation going on here right now because of the way we have been systematically and systemically um, oppressed. But the reason why people like John Boyega can have real feelings behind what he's saying is because, yes, he's African-born, but he grew up in London and or England, whatever. But still, he grew up in the UK, but still racism exists there and they have their own struggles that they go through there Mm -hmm. nobody likes black no matter where you live we're not gonna go exactly and we're not gonna go into all that because again we really want to give y'all some you know escape and relief but the thing of it is this is what's going on right now i want to protect blackness everywhere it exists also it's pride month happy pride happy pride (laughs) love your kids Gay, queer, lesbian asses. Anyway, we should try to get, we should try to get Zaya on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we can at least get our uh, local gay friends on the show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna move along to our poor life decision. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> Like Chris said, we're usually shit-faced by the time that we actually talk about our pro-life decision. I'm sorry for that, but that's just how we are. (laughs) So, today we're going to talk about openness, moving away from comfort and security. I find it particularly um, triggering because I don't like moving away from comfort or security. It's my happy place. (laughs) But alas. It is human nature to desire comfort and security. Unfortunately, that tendency is what causes most of our problems. We humans tend not to like uncertainty, discomfort, fear, instability, drastic change, or chaos. That's natural and understandable, but our habit of running to the secure and comfortable leads to difficulties. What are these difficulties you're asking about? (laughs) Procrastination is running from uncertainty. 
hey, talking to me is I'm talking to you. <laughs> I <laughs> refuse to listen. Fear. Okay. Because <laughs> she knows. Uh, discomfort and fear of um, just, you know, I'm sorry, I missed. Oh, of a difficult task to the discomfort of distractions. And so, yeah, I am a big fan of procrastination because I'm like, uh, do I really want to make this step out? Do I really want my feelings hurt? <laughs> uh, we put off exercise, eating healthy, meditation, decluttering. I'm going to say this again. Decluttering and other habits because they push into discomfort and we go to comfortable things instead. Uh-huh. A.K.A. online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Addictions result from constantly using pleasurable, comfortable things as a crutch when we're facing discomfort. We put off adventures, doing the work we love, learning new things because they are full of uncertainty and fear. Instead, we stay in our comfort zones. We lash out at people when we're angry because of fear of being criticized, of losing our good self-image, etc. Or we withdraw from them. This hurts our happiness and hurts our relationships. We put off connecting with other people because we're afraid of opening our hearts to strangers and instead stay in our comfort zones. This leads to loneliness and a craving for connection. This particular last one, uh, I started a new job in September and I was very standoffish when I met them at first because I was kind of hurt from my previous job where we were insanely close and it really hurt on a personal level to leave that job and so when I first met them I was like I would test out little pieces of myself (laughs) okay can y'all handle this okay let me give y'all more of me but it did take me time to warm up to them because I was so hurt from my previous job but it also was loneliness to the point where I got a dog because I had moved to a new area and I moved to a new job and I was lonely, and I didn't really understand like where I was or where I could feel connected because I had been in my previous area for like four or five years, and so I knew where things were. And this current job, like and where I live now, I don't always know where things are, so yeah. I'm still trying to figure out stuff months later. And so <laughs> that one particularly hit me because I was like, oh, yeah, I have been putting off connecting because I'm afraid uh getting close and then having that ripped away from you yeah again. yeah and so on um financial problems heart problems oh health problems sorry health. work problems relationship problems happiness problems all stem from this running from discomfort uncertainty instability to comfort and security and i will say 100 percent, i don't like being just dis- comfortable that's not it uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah me neither yeah so (laughs) yeah so uh yeah that is the thing that we're gonna do i think so um, it was easier for me as a teenager because i had my parents my parents were more involved in my life whereas of course as an adult i mean i don't tell them my every move but my mom and my dad alike, and granny too, really, but most of my mom and my dad, they are both like, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel afraid, but move through that. And they like push me 
And so mm-hmm. um, being an adult is like a little different for me. When I get uncomfortable, honestly, most of the time I just revert to what makes me comfortable or go to something that makes me comfortable instead of instead yeah. of embracing it and moving through it. Because nothing's wrong with feeling that discomfort. Nothing's wrong with feeling afraid, but you have to move through mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So... The key and the answer to this is openness. However, it's a little hard. So the opposite of running to comfort and security is not running. (laughs) Instead, it is being open to uncertainty, being curious about discomfort, getting in touch with fears, staying with the physical feeling of fear, which uh, being present and facing the moment in front of us with openness, embracing the unknown, the unstable, it's full of opportunity and learning, which I do like learning. So that's a great way to like refocus that craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding curiosity in every moment, welcoming all feelings of friendliness, not running from them, smiling at fear at other people's fears with an open heart, which is hard. Stepping into uncertainty with change. The way of openness is about embracing and welcoming and being curious about whatever is in front of us. Staying in touch with our feelings and being open to the constantly changing nature of what comes at us. This way is not easy, but either neither is a life of running from discomfort and uncertainty as we've seen. This way takes practice, it takes courage, it takes love. Right. But the result I've been finding is that you're capable of any kind of change, that you can open your heart to people in a way you never were able to before. And you realize you're free from having to run to constantly distract yourself and find something to keep you busy. Mm. So <laughs> it it's hard. Like especially as I get older, like I I say I hate change. I don't always hate change, but at the same time, like the notion of like I, I need you to warn me to change. So like my coworker exactly. was like, I'm getting a haircut. And I'm like Thank you for letting me know you're getting a haircut because, like, I don't need you to, like, just bust up on me with a new haircut. Cause, like... <laughs> exactly. Like, some change, some change I can handle, but just warn yeah. me ahead of time, man. <laughs> right. Right. So how do we cultivate this way of openness? Um, we're going to talk about practices for being open. Uh, this is a lifelong practice, to be honest, but here are some ways you can practice. And pick one of each each day, so you don't have to do all of these at once, and just try them out and see how it goes. So number one, identify patterns, recognize when you're procrastinating, seeking distraction, going to addictions, lashing out, withdrawing, doing any kind of harmful action against yourself or others. Try to see the fear or discomfort that you're running from. Notice when your go-to distractions and comforts are, and so. I have realized, especially as a digital marketer, that like a lot of times my way of procrastinating is to partner with somebody else because that makes me feel less fearful of uh-huh. putting my expertise out there. Uh-huh. At the same time, they also irritate me because they don't see things the same way I do. <laughs> and so it's like, girl, stop partnering with people. Just do it out there. People are willing to know the things that I'm willing to share. And right. so it's like, I don't need another person to do this. Right. I can do it myself. Right. And be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any patterns that you see within yourself? Girl, we ain't got time for that. 
<laughs> I have so many patterns. Um, but I do think it's very important to like be able to identify them. That's number one. Yeah. And then being able to say, okay, wait a minute, girl. This is something that you always do. You know, stop, reevaluate, try something different. Yeah. 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 So the next one is kind of similar. Stay in touch. Once you understand your mental patterns, notice when you're starting up. Instead of allowing yourself to run to comfort, stay with the discomfort. And again, that goes back to the notion of like, be always reaching out to other people to help me do the things that I can do by myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, it is important to have that support, but at the same time, I can do this by myself. And it doesn't need to cause me to compromise my views and my vision just because I'm scared. Right. Uh, locate the physical feeling in your body. Um, and as I say this, I am sitting up because titties are heavy. And so I do a lot of slumping. But, um, you know, that is the way that, like, I do hold a lot of tension in my shoulders. Because, yeah. again, titties are heavy. Yeah. I don't like to, like, sit up. <laughs> like, when, when you see those tweets that tell you to unclench or, like, to drop mm-hmm. your sh- Like, that's when I always realize, ooh, I am clenched. I am holding right. my, sh- like, yeah. Yeah. And my boss was talking about how, like, we don't breathe well as Americans because our, like, main focus is sucking in. And when you breathe, you should really be breathing by your stomach. So I've been thinking mm-hmm. about that a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I just don't see this good. But, um, <laughs> so locate the physical feeling in your body and stay with it for as long as you can. Get in touch with the feeling of fear and keep the warm hand of your attention on it. See if it relaxes if you give it curiosity and loving attention. Welcome it as you would a friend. And so that was a big thing, like welcoming fear. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I've never wanted to fear. No, me neither. Like, I, like <laughs> when we were watching that Nigerian movie and it looked like some dudes were about to jump in and I left the room because I was like <laughs> and my sister is laughing at me because I'm like, I don't like fear. I don't like dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so I left the room. But um that the notion of welcoming fear as he would a friend is probably very powerful it probably is and i should probably try to adopt that way of thinking but (laughs) some fear does feel like adventure and it does feel exciting but those moments are far and few in between (laughs) i am i fucking love hate um jordan peele because he does make me like because of my love for him i watch his movies (laughs) but i'm like i don't like being scared i don't (laughs) but i'm gonna do it for him is fucking irritating (laughs) i think i i have a pet peeve about people texting during movies I think I I think I text like you and Becca through almost the whole thing of us because it just was too spooky for me. Someone right. who loved scary movies, someone whose mother checked her out of school when I was in the second grade to take me to go see the new Freddy Krueger movie because I loved movies. <laughs> I love scary movies, but like mm-mm. I'm still traumatized by it. Uh, Lion King, still. Lion King is not a scary movie. I mean, yes, I, I can see it. Yes, I can see it being traumatizing, but it's not a scary movie. Yeah, so it is. 
I was petrified by it. And that's, like, why my family knows that, like, if I leave the room, it's because I'm scared. Because I, <laughs> for whatever reason, they bought me Lion King. And any time shit went down, I would run around the house because I was like, <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't like being scared. But um, I think in this in this sense, fear is different from being scared. Yeah. And I should probably sit with it. Yeah. Next up, be open to the present moment. As you go about your day, check in on the present moment in front of you and notice if you're rejecting it for any reason. I'm going to say this again. Notice if you're rejecting it for any reason. Instead, see if you can embrace it. Be curious about it. Be friendly towards it. Give it your loving attention and welcome it as a friend. Yeah. See the moment changing and develop an open heart towards it. Yeah. And so... A lot of people, a lot of people do like, you know, like mood journals and I'm a cancer. And so I probably experience six moods a day. So <laughs> it's weird to me to like try to select one. <laughs> but um, this idea of like deciding, especially like, again, I know that I have a lot of things that I swept under the rug. It realizing in the moment what I have felt and possibly why I have felt it and experiencing it and not sleeping on the rug anymore. So that's a thing that I will be working on in my future. Current. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, step into uncertainty. Can you challenge yourself to move into uncertainty and discomfort each day? This sounds gross. Staying in meditation, learning something new and difficult. And oddly enough, like, I like the idea of learning something new and difficult because I like learning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That part is a go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, challenging it or thinking of it as something me learning new, I think, is a lot more empowering than, like, just dealing with the fact that it's something difficult. Right. Um, yeah. So facing difficult tasks or projects, putting yourself in a vulnerable place with others, these are all great practices. I am not saying that putting yourself in a vulnerable place is a great practice, but apparently they say it is. I mean. <laughs> I'm like, me? Being vulnerable? I don't understand. Um, as you do them, use curiosity, an open heart, and a friendly smile as your tools for staying present. Uncertainty. So, this is important. It is hard, but it's important. Yep. And the next one is even harder. Open <laughs> your heart to others. <laughs> For many, a habit is to reject things about other people, to lash out or withdraw from them, and to reject things about them. Instead, practice not rejecting. Practice curiosity, embracing things about them you would normally reject, and find gratitude for them. Open your heart and be vulnerable and see what happens. Be open to their rejection, which... (laughs) Exactly. Be open to their rejection, their anger, their fears. Stay with the feelings of fear or anger that might arise from you. That's tough. That is definitely the toughest part. So, right at this very moment while we're speaking of opening up and being vulnerable... One of my sororers who um, 
is just really good at this sort of thing, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. So she's taking it upon herself to like help match us up with people. And so she's like scoured face. Like she's really good at this. So like, I trust her opinion. Mm -hmm. She scoured Facebook, Mm -hmm. found guys that she thinks matches like each one of us. Um, sent us the match and it's like okay ladies get in those DMs and like I can't do it I just can't I remember I want her to message the men and tell them to get in the DMs well these are men that she doesn't know I mean it's not like she knows them she doesn't know them but um it's like girl I don't know about that <laughs> like I don't know, I'm gonna have to think long and hard about this. Uh, I I would test her because she did the work. I mean, she did, and I do trust her because she's actually really good at this. And um, mm-hmm. you know, also currently, you know, I'm I'm lying to about three or four niggas in my DMs right now. Of course, these are guys that I know in real life, <laughs> so I yeah. know that they know me. Like, there's no fear of rejection there because I know yeah. that they like me. Whereas this is yeah. a guy who I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he's going to like me. And I don't know if I can handle if he's like ignores me or if he's like, nah, love, I'm good or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. So that's, that's, I, I, I stray away from like, I purposely stay away from things I'm not certain of, be it yeah. um, a love interest be it a new task if it's something that mm-hmm. i don't know for certain that i can eventually conquer and be good at i avoid it at all yeah. costs i still yeah not love interest so part of it is like with me i am um, i am overly forward because because i have done so well in my professional life i'm like I feel like I should tell you that I want you, and you just fold. <laughs> like I know what you're saying. Like <laughs> in my professional life, I'm very forward. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I guess I haven't learned how to transfer that skill in the same way you have. Yeah. Like I, I, I and it's still a mix because it's like when it comes to dating, forwardness as a woman, a lot of times ends up with him being more demure or more less assertive <laughs> See, I don't... but i'm like i i i made things happen in, in my professional life and i'm like can i make it happen in my relationship life and it's not the same yeah <laughs> yeah and see in my personal life i prefer not to have to be assertive. I prefer not to have mm-hmm. to be in charge because I have to be in charge of my professional life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyhow, it's a tough mix. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. So, lastly, find gratitude for everything. Um, this is a thing that I've been working on again as I'm grieving this end of a friendship. Instead of rejecting things about others, Instead of rejecting things about the present moment, find a way to be grateful. This helps us to embrace and be open to everything. So I've been really big about my current apartment. I have all the sun. And so my plants are lit. Like, my plant life is legit. (laughs) I'm jealous. And so, yeah, like, I'm like, oh, 
this is a thing that I'm really grateful for because it wasn't that like in my previous apartments that wasn't taking care of my plants. It was just the fact that like it didn't get the sunshine it needed. Yeah. Which we'll see how it goes once this whole apartment complex builds in front of me. Mm. If it'll still get the sun that it needs. But, <laughs> mm. but it is helpful because I know that like I wasn't wrong in what I did. It yeah. Was just the environment. Yeah. That I was in. Yeah. So, um, and I just find gratitude about little things, even like my dog. Like, she's crazy as fuck. But, at the same time, she brings me so much joy and happiness in a time where I would have been so alone. Yeah. Because of this whole pain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, I know you like, my sister's like, but you scoop poop. And I'm like, I don't even think about that because yeah. that's like the least that's your of baby. all the joy that she yeah. brings me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I bought her like some poop emoji poop bags, which is hilarious. Do me. you have a do you have a pooper scooper? So you don't have to no, actually just, have to like use the the bag thing. No, you just use the bag. Yeah. You so you use it. the bag it's thing. The, yeah, okay. yeah, it's the divider between. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. yeah. You need a pooper scooper. I, that seems like a lot of work for no reason. <laughs> but anyways, um, so. They say that this is a good spot. Um, they do say spending your practicing these ideas. So a lot of times, I know we talk about things. It's probably like very short term, but just try a year of practicing some of these ideas and see how openness opens your life up to so much more. In the end, we find that there was nothing to be afraid of after all. It's a wonderful place to be, this changing, uncertain, uncomfortable, and miraculous world. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of Shonda Rhimes' The Year of Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, again, The Year of Yes brought me a whole man because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be quiet about my needs. I'm okay, going to be girl. Like, hey, I want to. Um, I want to be open, and I want to know more about you. And so, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the year, yes. And I think openness is scary because, especially as black women, we do want to protect our space and protect our leaps in faith. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's really dope that we are able to open up and get to a level that, like, we're not going to get to the next step if we're close we're just not yeah so anything else before we move on to our favorite friday of the pot no um <laughs> that's it i'm just sitting here thinking of i really am gonna try to be more open i'm closed yeah. by nature i'm so excited look at my joy my black girl joy <laughs> i even have my dimples showing on the, on the right side <laughs> You know, it's little steps. I don't, I'm not expecting you to be, like, wide open. But, you know, it's little steps. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm sure. We're going to move on to our favorite part of the pod, to buy you a drink. Okay. Um, I'll start. Okay. <laughs> I want to buy a drink for Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond because they gave us they gave us what we needed in the time that we needed it. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, 
I really enjoyed um that well like I said I caught came onto the tail end but that playlist Lord have mercy I am gonna go back and yeah. watch it so yeah it really did yeah. yeah I'm definitely gonna go back and watch it and so right now um we definitely saying prayer it is such a hard time for us as black people and it's tough because it's just like we have we constantly endure this trauma of mm-hmm. more people being killed. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's a new thing, but also it's a thing that's brought to our awareness. Yeah. Far more often. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's tough. It's, and so the things that give us joy, I am more willing to give buy drinks for <laughs> yes i don't get joy all the time yes. you know <laughs> yes um so yeah i'm just gonna piggyback off of doyen and say that's my drink and that's my prayer as well um i offer a drink first of all want to buy a round of some holy wine for that sunday versus and hopefully they mm-hmm. keep this up on sundays uh, somebody suggested. <laughs> oh man, I forgot what the next suggestion was. Just that fast. Sorry. I forgot. I was gonna say my pastor. He likes doing. Uh, we've been doing um, communion at home. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, I had this wine. <laughs> Come on, pastor." <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You real? Because all I had was wine. I don't have no grape juice in my house. Okay. Well, I will. So I had this wine and a cracker. I come from a church that serves real wine, so oh, nice. we get no, to We have awful grape juice, and I'm like, I don't want this grape juice in my body. But no. so and it's funny because it just like alternates. So sometimes he has like white wine, sometimes he has like red wine. Listen, it's all Jesus juice. It don't matter. I just like I'm happy to know that other Christians are out here drinking. Girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah I I want to buy a drink around for the verses once again. I really hope that they keep that up on Sundays because that is definitely mm-hmm. something that we need. And also just offer prayers and drinks or smoke whatever you need to. Those who are out there currently on the streets, we see you. We are with you. I encourage people to um, donate to some of these um, bond relief funds um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, (sighs) keep the fight. Don't get distracted. And in the end, we're going to figure it out because we always do. But it does take a lot. And it's going to take, it takes a lot to make change. It takes a lot to make change. Um, yeah. Doyen, why don't you tell the people how they can get in contact with us? So we are on Instagram. It's Polite Decision because it's one at a time. We're also on Etsy as the same. We are on Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, Chris keeps it lit with some of the TV tweets. I try. And I'm over here on... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to laugh because um, I am like tweeting The Oval and uh, Robin was like, who the fuck is watching The Oval? I like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want you to know that this is me and I am fucking watching The Oval. 
listen, they are not here for any. Robin and Shonda are not here for any of those. Because I told you, I actually kind of liked the sisters show. Um, yeah. I thought, I mean, it was bad, but it was like, I enjoyed it being bad. It was so predictable. Yeah. It was just. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> Tyler Perry is hiring black people. Oh, and... now, 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 I think someone like me who just isn't that into Tyler Perry, still, we all yeah. appreciate and uh, love the fact that he is hiring black actors and actresses for sure. Yeah. For sure. I am extra into Tyler Perry and I am not going to be ashamed about it and uh, I, I love The Oval I haven't watched his other shows because again it just requires a level of drama that you really just have to pick <laughs> one show like, I can't watch all of the drama of all his yeah, shows yeah, but yeah. I love The Oval um, yeah and I found some great Twitter friends Yay. that like also enjoy <laughs> Yay. Uh, always email us especially now during the pandemic and during this whole time of just trauma, please tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll definitely do the research and help you with poor life decisions. So you can always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Our DMs are open everywhere. Yes. Their DMs are open. Even Um, personal friends, like, please email us because, like, people text me all the time what they want us to talk about. But in all honesty, I might forget. And like, <laughs> if it's in the email, you know, it's got me and it. Yep. And it's like easier to keep track of. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely talk to us about that. Um, don't send us pigeons because we think they're weird and sketchy. Um, yeah. You can send us an owl. And I don't even know where to Harry buy Potter. pigeon batteries. Like, I don't even know where you would get them from. <laughs> It's the same batteries as our car batteries. Oh, so we shit. don't really know what to buy from. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> my mom was like, oh, I replaced your car battery. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> like my my remote control battery, because I was like, I don't even know where you would get that from. I don't. Oh, girl, we're not even going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> she replaced it. I was like, thank you, kindly. <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, talk to us. Whichever way you want to contact us, we will definitely respond back. But hey, um, don't say hey, how are you doing? Because there's a lot of people that are like, Hey, how are you doing? And then they tell me about some like scam and I don't really respond to that. Yeah. So don't say hey, how are you doing? Because I'm not gonna respond to it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do the pleasantries. Just tell us what's on your right. mind. <laughs> all these people that are like, Hey, have you heard about uh the grant? And I'm like, Girl, no, I'm not I'm not doing this with you. Like, <laughs> oh, this girl that I know from like elementary school inboxed me, and she was like, "Hey, have you heard the good news?" And I was like, "Is she finna Jehovah Witness me through <laughs> Facebook?" And her profile pic is her holding right. up a finger gun. I just don't understand. Yeah, there's so many people. They're like, "Oh yeah, you can get a grant." Um, this actually happened before COVID, and I'm like, "Okay, so not talking to you. <laughs> so just don't talk like a t- um." A scammy person, and we will definitely yeah. respond back to We you. don't need the pleasantries. Just tell us what's on your mind. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't small talk me. Just tell yeah. me what you want. Yeah, guys. Um, <laughs> Look, drink plenty of water. Keep up your skincare routine. So much water. Um, mm-hmm. And do what makes you happy, y'all. Like, really. Right mm-hmm. now, we need all the happiness right. we can find. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just love y'all. 
We do love y'all so much. This is a labor of love. <laughs> so <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in again another week. We love y'all. See you next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. Love y'all. Nope.